Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. We have a lot of ground to cover on today's show, some football news, some football recruiting news, and of course, some UF hoops talk as we recap Florida's win over Auburn and get you ready for tonight's matchup against LSU. But let's start with the football talk as the Gators got some big news over the weekend and a former Gator made his decision on his next destination, Gators quarterback Felipe Franks revealing that he has decided to transfer to Arkansas. That will be his next stop for 2020. And another quarterback made his decision as De'Eric King, the teammate of Gators quarterback Kyle Trask, has decided to transfer to Miami where he will spend his 2020 season. But that's enough talk about the guys who aren't Gators. Let's talk about the guys who are and the one who made his decision to be back for 2020 is wide receiver Kadarius Toney. He revealed on Sunday that he will be back for his senior season and not enter the NFL draft. Despite his injury in 2019 and the time that he missed, he was considering a jump to the NFL because of the production that he's been able to have in his three years and some of the plays that he's made. But ultimately, Kadarius Toney made the decision to come back, saying on Twitter that in 2020, we got goals to accomplish, and I wouldn't want to miss it for the world. And that news is huge for the Gators because of what they're losing at receiver with their four seniors, Tyree Cleveland, Hammond, Freddie Swain, and Van Jefferson. Now with Kadarius Toney announcing that he's coming back along with Trevon Grimes, the Gators are still going to have a really good starting lineup at wide receiver along with Kyle Pitts. You'll have Grimes outside who's been splitting time the past two seasons with Tyree Cleveland. Jacob Copeland as the other outside wide receiver who's been backing up Van Jefferson the past two years. And then obviously you'll have Kadarius Toney in the slot and Kyle Pitts at tight end and flexed out. Those are four really good options for Kyle Trask to have as his go-to targets. The Gators will need some of their younger receivers to develop and step up, but having Tony and Grimes back to go along with Pitts and the emergence of Copeland is going to give the Gators a chance to have another prolific passing game. Might not have as many weapons as they did in 2019, but Kyle Trask still should be able to have a lot of success, and that's going to be important with the departure of LaMichael Pirine. Florida's running game wasn't that productive to begin with last season, and now that Pirine's gone and Damian Pierce and some others are going to have to step up at the running back position, it's going to help the offense when Kyle Trask still has that many receivers that he can rely on. So Gator fans have been waiting on that news from Tony and they finally got it over the weekend. And on Tuesday, they got some more big news that they've been waiting for. And that's on the recruiting front as Gators defensive tackle signee Jervon Dexter has earned his fifth star finally from Rivals.com. They updated their rankings on Tuesday and moved Dexter up to number 23rd nationally, number four at his position, and number 10 in the state. And you could tell from some of Mike Farrell's coverage and some of the things that have been coming out from Rivals over the past week that Dexter was likely to earn his fifth star after the dominant performance that he put on during Under Armour All-America Week. And he now joins fellow Florida signee Derek Wingo as the other five-star recruit on Rivals who has signed with the Gators. And he moved up in the latest rankings and is now the number three inside linebacker in the country, according to Rivals. And for all the Gator recruitniks out there who've been following these classes for several years and waiting on Florida to end this five-star drought that they've had over the last few cycles... 
I think Dan Mullen and his staff have finally put an end to that. Last year, they signed a five-star prospect, according to rivals, and Chris Steele, who eventually transferred from the program, but now they get two in the class of 2020. And when you look at the roster as a whole, with some of the additions that have been added through the transfer portal, Dan Mullen and his staff are adding five-star talent to this roster. You look at Dexter and Wingo in this class, but then think of Brenton Cox Jr., who transferred from Georgia. He was also a five-star recruit. You look at Lorenzo Lingard, the transfer from Miami who was just enrolled at Florida. He was also a five-star recruit. That makes four. And then you have Justin Shorter, the Penn State wide receiver who is transferring from the Nittany Lions, scheduled to take his official visit to Florida this weekend. He's already made one stop in Gainesville to check out the campus. Now he's going to be making his way for a full weekend. The Gators are considered the favorite here. And if Shorter makes the decision to transfer to Florida, then guess what? He will make five players on Florida's roster who were rated five-star recruits coming out of high school. So you got to give Dan Mullen and his staff a lot of credit here for the job that they've done over the past two years in bolstering Florida's roster with some big-time transfers and big-time signees. We've already seen how they've benefited from guys like Van Jefferson and Jonathan Grenard. Those guys had a five-star type impact on this team. And I think the latest crop of recruits, as well as some of the transfers that have come in, are the type of additions that Florida needs to be able to take that next step as a program and compete with some of the other championship contenders around the country. When we come back from this break, we'll talk some Florida hoops. You're listening to Locked On Gators, your team every day. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Gators is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Gator fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Gator fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back into the show. Florida men's basketball coach Mike White got a milestone win last week with his 100th career victory at UF. And on Saturday, he got another milestone win as the Gators beat number four Auburn 69-47, to a 22-point win over the top five opponent. And listen to how significant this win was for Mike White and the Gators basketball program. It was the first win versus an AP top five opponent since November 2009. The first win versus an AP top five opponent at home since December 2006, and that ended an 0-6 losing streak. And it's also the first win versus an AP top five SEC team since March 2005. That is how long it's been for the Gators. And for Mike White, it is his first win over an AP top five team since he's been with the Gators. He was 0-5 in those previous matchups. 
And it's the first time since 2002-2003 that the Gators have beaten Auburn in both football and basketball in the same season. So Saturday was huge for this Gators basketball program. It was huge for Mike White. Now the 47 points that the Gators held Auburn to are Florida's second fewest versus an AP top five team after they defeated number four Tennessee 59-46 to in 1968, the 22 point victory by the Gators on Saturday, that's their second largest versus an AP top five team. The largest came in 2006 when the Gators beat number three, Ohio State, 86 to 60. And again, that was the last time that the Gators beat a top five opponent on their home floor. Freshman big man Omar Payne was obviously the star of the game. He had his first career double-double, set career highs in points with 19 and rebounds with 11. And it's the second time in Florida's first five SEC games that they've had multiple players earn a double-double. Along with Payne, you had Kerry Blackshear picking up his eighth of the season with 11 points and 16 rebounds. Now, Kerry Blackshear said after the game that he fell kind of awkwardly early on and bruised up his hip. He still played through the pain, but it was really important for Omar Payne to step up the way that he did. His ability to grab offensive rebounds, his activity at the rim, the putbacks, it was an incredible performance from the former top 50 overall prospect. And here's what he had to say about it after the game. Omar, you got the start tonight, career high performance against the number four team in the country. Just What does it mean to have a moment like this? I mean, I think it's just really my work ethic. That's what Coach was telling me, so I believed in what he said, and it just proved it tonight. Usually other teams, they try to double-team me, but today it was just one dude trying to box me out, so it was easy for me to swim, move, and try to get the rebound. I mean, I think we got to do it every game, because when we come out with that, it looked like we're the best team out here, so I think we just got to do that every game. I think we just run that out on ourselves. We've seen what, we, what happened when we come out with no uh, energy in Missouri game, so we said, figured that we got to switch it up. What were your expectations coming here? I just came to, really, uh, when KJ came, I just expect to learn from him. Really, I was preparing myself to play behind him, just learn what he do and come in and do what I got to do. My confidence did improve a lot. Uh, just started that practice, really. The coach was telling me what I had to do, and I see what I when I work uh, work hard at practice, it proves it in the game. You, know, you think that's a strength of your game? Is kind of judging where the ball is coming off and be able to tip it back in? Uh, yes, sir. How long have you had that putback ability? To be honest, uh, I feel like it just came this year. I really didn't have any putbacks. Uh, I don't think in high school really like the RAU. I feel like this year just they telling me they seen what I got to do. So when they told me, I see what like that is happening. How, how did you develop that this year? Who helped you with that? I think this coach is telling me uh, I got to have a bigger, higher motor. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't expecting to make a big impact like that. So once I see my flow started going, I was like, oh, then it's ready to go. And I think that this was also a big game for Noah Locke. He finished with 14 points, four of seven from beyond the arc. And it was his 14th straight game with multiple three-pointers made, a school record and a streak that Locke continues to keep alive. And the Gators also needed him to step up in the way that he did because of the condition of Andrew Nemhard, who was just coming off the flu, still had some symptoms that he was battling through, but he was able to play for the Gators on Saturday, but certainly not as productive as he typically is. So Noah Locke stepping up and as Mike White said bringing the swagger to this team is something that the Gators needed on Saturday really big Noah gives these guys confidence as well he's uh, he's as tough as anybody on our team and so when he's you know when he's beating his chest after making a big play it just it spreads it spreads he, he gives this team um, a certain level of swagger and at times we like that you know we, we like that but uh, played with it today for sure uh, he was good. Noah was good. 
There was definitely a big question mark heading into Saturday's matchup on whether or not Andrew Nemhard would play after coming down with the flu. The sophomore point guard decided to gut it out and went out there and led his Gators to a victory. He spoke after the game about what it means to get a win over the Tigers and how he felt during the game. Well, important of emphasis coming out of halftime, I'm sure. Um, I think we just kind of got more comfortable, uh, played with more confidence, slowed down. Was there any doubt in your mind that you were going to miss this game? And, and when did you know that you were going to play? Uh, I was feeling pretty bad on Wednesday. Kind of just stayed at home, didn't go to practice or nothing, no class. But uh, in my, my, my head, I was never not going to play today. So um, I felt, felt better every day. So game did, time it, did it hurt you fatigue-wise? Um, I was a little tired. My win was, was yeah. not the same. But uh, I just, because of breathing and stuff, but, uh, it wasn't a very big problem. Looks like Trey and Quest were huge in that stretch there in, in, in the second half. Uh, what would you see out of them today? Um, just confidence. Um, they play their game. They do it every day in practice, so they just, just showed us the day of the game for sure. Now, obviously, a lot to like with the offensive performances from Payne and Locke, but you got to give a lot of credit to Florida's defense. Holding Auburn to 47 points, that's their lowest output over their last 131 games. The last time that they scored lower than that was against Tennessee in 2016. They were averaging 80.9 points per game coming into Saturday's matchup and hadn't scored fewer than 64 all season. So this was major for Mike White and his group to come out and play that way. Still coming off of that performance against Missouri. I think that we're all seeing now that that might have been the wake-up call that this team needed. Here's what Coach White had to say about the win on Saturday and what it means for his program. I guess it shows you um, that we're pretty good. We're pretty good. Um, what we're potentially capable of. I, I don't think that was Auburn's best performance. I don't want to take anything away from our guys though either. And we're such a young team that I don't know that, that, you know, I don't know how many of those we'll get. You know what I mean? Uh, the, the, the aim is to get that Tuesday and then to get it again. And to simply put, um, it shows you uh, when we're hitting on all cylinders that, that we, can beat a, you know, we can beat a top 10 team. Now, there's no time for Florida to rest on their laurels because they're back in action tonight on the road against LSU. That game will tip off at 7 p.m. on SEC Network. The Tigers are 13-4 on the season, have not lost an SEC game. The Gators come into the matchup with a 12-5 record. Here's what Coach White had to say about the Tigers and how tough it will be for his team to get a win in Baton Rouge. They're all challenges in this league. Um, they're all difficult. They're all different teams and programs, of course, styles of, styles of play, environments. Um, we went down there and, and uh, last year and, and had some had some success, of course. Um, played three times last year, three great college basketball games against those guys. I, I, if we play well, if we, if we play really well, we're going to have to play really well. Um, it should be a, a really good game. Um, hopefully, that's the case. You know, where you just have a chance late in these road games in, in league play, uh, but we're going to have to play really well. Yeah, they're they're fantastic in a lot of areas. Getting to the foul line, um, converting free throws uh, at a really high clip. They are arguably the best offensive rebounding team in our league. I think they're leading our league in offensive efficiency. Their two-point percentage is off the charts. Um, they're, they're, I mean, they, they've, they've got guys off the bench that, that, are, that are really good, of course. Their starting five offensively is, is just um, terrific. And defensively, they're disruptive as well, and they change defenses and play hard. Um, they're really good. Got to be, I know I've said this a couple times this year, but um, 
got to be as underrated a backcourt as, as we'll see. Uh, their, their starting guards are terrific. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we discuss Kadarius Toney's decision to return for his senior season, Jervon Dexter earning his fifth star from Rivals.com, and we talk some Florida hoops. On tomorrow's show, we'll recap Tuesday night's game between the Gators and Tigers. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.